fuel, baby. Oh, we back. Bag fuel. My my partner in crime. Heineken. Yeah. ESSO, everyone see sounds official. And we got a music executive. You know we always trying to bring y'all the business side of the music. So we got a music executive, manager, just a dude just grown up inside the music business. E-Nick's in the building today. Yo, what up, bro? Yo, it's my, thank you for coming out, man, because you don't know. do too much of these. You did Drink Chance, and now you're doing our, our, our joint, yo. Yeah. I, feel, I feel privileged, you know what nah, I'm saying? Nah, you know, it's, 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 it's about kind of like conserving your story and just giving it to the right platforms. And, you know, I can actually do these all the time. I've actually been asked to host a couple of pot, like to do my own, mm. to do my own show. But you know, it's just about like conserving the story. But I, I, but part of where I'm at in my life right now is to kind of like give the game to the younger guys and try mm -hmm. to help them grow. Not too many people really want to accept it, but you know, <laughs> tell me about yeah. this life. <laughs> they don't like the truth, Enix. They don't like the the, the 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 true business side of the music. It bothers them. Well, yeah, it's like it's like it's like they say to you. You can, you know, OGs don't really give us the game and nobody give us the game. But then when we try to give the game, they're not really that receptive. They you look know, at, you know. People like to receive the news the way it sounds good to their ears. And when it doesn't, it comes off as criticism, comes off as hate, it comes off as being abrasive. But that'd be the best advice that's needed. Yo, I heard somebody say, yeah, because, you know, OG, you don't look like you still doing your thing. You still don't look like you... You, you in the in mix. pocket. You in the pocket. <laughs> Nigga, I'm still fly. Yo, yo I was like. I'm yeah, still yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> still getting mad money. Uh, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, so there's no excuse for not taking a game from me because I'm still here. But they, but they mm. looking for you. you know I mean? But, but you Listen know what it is? is. Yeah. But they looking for you to be more flashy and more flamboyant in with what the way? information. Like how people expected, like, people didn't know all the stuff that I did because mm -hmm. He would always say, yo, tell them what you did, tell them who you managed. And I would be like, no, let them know me from now. Right. Because, because if I'm not doing nothing now, then what I did in the past is trash to but them. But let me, well, let, me, let me add on to that. I only say that for certain people that I can look and say they're going to keep it going. If I know that's your capacity, I'm going to be like, oh, what are we going to do, bro? Like, you don't look like the type of person that's going to tell his high school stories because then what else you've been doing since? Right. You know, he could tell his stories all day, but you got so much going on that it supersedes that. So when I say tell that, it's to say, I right, this is what I did, but you see what else is going on. However, the way you gave that direction, it worked out better. I got that, that's that's really where I came from. Same thing when you did Drink Champs. You spoke off camera how you telling everybody who you are off of that got these people calling you to do podcasts. Charlemagne and Nori's telling you like, this was an amazing episode. And they're like, this is a guy that's gonna keep going. Maybe these kids don't identify growth. They only see the flash, man. Yeah, like nah, but I mean, it's definitely, you know, we live in a very materialistic society, right? And if you, mm. like, I mean, I ain't gonna, I'm gonna, keep it a, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. I dress the way I dress every day simply because you know, people respect that. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it kind of became my calling card. Mm. Because when you walk through a room and they see you and they're looking at you and you look like, Top to oh, bottom. okay. So then they give you a certain level of respect. And so if that's what it takes, then that's what it takes. And you got to respect that because if you walk in there and you're looking like you old and you haven't had a hit and 
15 years, mm -hmm. nobody don't give a fuck about what you mm -hmm. did 15 years ago, especially oh. the young kids. Dude. The young kids don't respect nothing but what you doing right now. now. And this right game, now. Mm. this game as a whole, even our generation, it was always a what have you done lately. Yeah. Always. It's always been a what have you done lately game. So you always got to stay, you got to always stay in the mix. You mm -hmm. always got to stay up to par. You got to always stay, you know, doing, doing, doing the next fresh shit. Yeah. And the one thing you can't do is you can't get old in this shit. When you say you can't get old, ex explain that. So, so okay, if streaming is the move, streaming is the move. Mm. If, if, if before we used to rely on the DJs to break a record, now yeah. we rely on TikTok. Mm -hmm. So you got that's the new radio. You got, you got to keep conforming to what's new. If you ever get to the point where you be like, "Nah, I'm not accepting that shit," you, you, you're, you're, you're gone. Ooh. So you got to keep. You got to keep. Adjusting to what the, the 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 current generation is doing and make it work for you. It's the same shit. Mm. It's just different platforms and different shit and different ways know. to break the artist. Yeah. How do you adapt while still maintaining the core of who you are? Because that's one of the things he's come he has expressed. Not complain about how the industry is kind of whack. Because when you go to parties, it's really dull. Ain't no women swinging it from the but, road. But it ain't it ain't because of what he's saying. No, but you know, but listen, I, I want to give him why I think it's whack. Right? Okay, it's not enjoyable and fun. Right when. When I was coming into it, you know how how, how I met this man. Oh, right? talk about! <laughs> I wasn't even in the music business yet. I was still in college. Mm -hmm. I met him from Sean Green. Mm. Me and Sean Green. I was in Baltimore, and Sean Green was the man. And Jermaine Dupree was throwing a big ass birthday party that everybody was at. It was mm. euphoric. Okay, it was it was it was my first industry party. <laughs> This is real shit. And Sean Green, he says, yo, you trying to be in the business, right? I'm going to hold you down more than all the rest of these people. I'm going to put you right with them. I didn't even know who Eric Nix was. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that Eric Nix was working at Violator. I didn't know he was a manager. I didn't know he was Mona Scott and Chris Lighty's right-hand man. I just met him because this, this gangster nigga said, this is who you're going to talk to. He knew who the dude was, and I took a meeting with Eric Nix. And then man. I got there and said, oh, shit, this is... Violator with, oh shit, Chris Lighty working here. Uh -huh. I didn't even know what was going on to the point that E. Nix called me one day and said, I was at, I was at Murder, Inc. at the time. And he called me, said, I'm, I'm going to show you some love. I said, this nigga going to show, show me some love. He's <laughs> like, yo, I got a project that I'm working on mm. and you can get songs on this project. And I was like, nigga, I'm coming right over there. <laughs> that was from the connection from Sean Fryer. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, of course. Right? And the and the game, the game at that time was if you was in Cancun, if you was at the Grammys, mm -hmm. if you was at the awards, people start to see who you are, and that's how you start making your waves and you start mm. making your connections. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And the game was exciting. Yeah. The gangster, you knew the gangsters was over there. Yeah. You knew where the hoes was, the porn chicks. Everybody knew they place. You had the music executives. We had our fine thoughts that was the music executives, and nobody could get in this place because it was euphoria. The drinks is free. It's bitches swinging from the rafters. Yeah. Puffy's coming in, talking, getting on the microphone or whoever party it was. Popping bad bottles. It, popping bottles. It was going <laughs> crazy. It was something that you wanted to be a part of. Yeah. You wanted to make great and that music. Happen, and that shit used to happen What's three up, times a week. Thank you. 
On the low, too. No, three times times a week. week. No, what I'm saying on the low, like, remember how you said these were parties you didn't know about? Because you just wasn't in the game, but if you, it it was for you Mm -hmm. in the game. Yeah, it was like, it was like big networking events three times a week. Even if you knew everybody, it was still just a different event, whether it's Diddy or whether it was the tunnel or whether it was something else. Mm -hmm. It was three times a week in the city of Manhattan. Yeah. It was something to do. Yeah. And if you're trying to break into the music business and you can finagle your way into these parties and kind of like, see me, yeah. I just wanted everybody to know who I was. I knew who everybody was. When I came in the game, mm. I knew who everybody was. I wanted everybody to know who my name Which was. Which is I just needed for me to look at, like, a, he said Jermaine, Jermaine Dupree, and for mm. Jermaine Dupree to be like, oh, that's Enix, right? I wanted for every DJ Clue, everybody to be like, yo, that's the Knicks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and that was my hustle. And then another part of my game that I needed to know was okay, I came up in a, I came up at the time when when Biggie was just starting, Jay-Z was just starting, Cameron, all of them, we, we, we was all just starting. I came in the game with Foxy Brown. Mm-hmm. And when I came in the game, I had to know why Biggie Smalls is so successful. And at the time, Cam is still here and he's doing his thing, but at the time, Cam wasn't as Big as Biggie. Now you had this handsome guy who from Harlem, had, from Harlem who yeah. had swag, the flair, all of that, flair, all of he that. He could really rap. He could really rap. Mm-hmm. And then you had this this fat black dude from Brooklyn with a cock eye. Yeah, he used to dress. He used to dress fly and smell good. But how come this dude is bigger than this dude? Mm-hmm. I had to answer those questions for myself. I yeah. needed to know those things. And once I and I'm not gonna give you that, but once I mm-hmm. learned those, once I learned that, then I started to be like, ah, I get this game now. I understand. And then I was all, and, and I'm gonna tell all the all of the young dudes out there, the biggest thing for my success and the reason why I'm still here now, at the highest level, is I had mentors. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I was able. <laughs> Look at this. Nah. Face. No, I just said that this morning. Yo, Go ahead. I just said that this morning. I never interned, got, you know, because the way I came in the game, I came in the game, you know, and I always give her props because she's, she helped me skip the line. I came in the game with Foxy Brown. When I came in the game with Foxy mm-hmm. Brown, me and her brother Anton and Gavin, we were all, like, from the same section in Brooklyn. Me and Anton went to high school together. And because of, you know, Tone from Trackmasters and all, she used to let us come to the studio all the time. I never had to intern because the first record she was on was I Shot You with LL. And then a week later, after she jumped on the record, they shot a video. And then a week after that, it was Pandemonium. Mm-hmm. And so when I came in the game, all I had to do was just figure out how to fit in and make myself valuable. Dior and Chris offered me an A&R job at Violator. And then, you know, Chris became my main. But, but, the, but my main point was I was able to look to dudes who was older than me and the dudes who was established doing their thing, getting money, understanding how the business worked, the ins and outs of the business. And I was able to like look at Dame Dash, people don't like him, whatever, I don't give a fuck, Dame is my nigga. Mm-hmm. I was able to look at Steve Stout. Yeah. I was able to look at Kev Lyles. Chris Lighty. I was able to look at Lior. And All obviously, in real time, and, at the same time and, too. And obviously my main direct mentor, the guy who, birthed me in this shit, Chris Lighty. And he 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 took me under his wing. I'm not afraid to say he took me under his wing mm-hmm. and was like, yo, this is the game. 
He let me read shit on his desk that I have no business reading. I was in meetings I didn't have no business being in. Mm. I, I like he and I and I patterned my life and my career after this guy and the way he moved because watching Chris do his thing, watching Stout do his thing, was like everything to me. It was like, yo, these niggas is ill. Like these guys was amazing. <laughs> so, mm. and 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 because I had mentors like that. Kev Lau's understanding made me really, really understand what the culture was about. Mm. Like, if you have you ever spent a good deal of time with Kevin Lau's, Kevin Lau's is always going to tell you, "This is our culture." He is a student and he's an educator of the urban culture. And if you spend time around him, you're going to learn that shit, or he ain't going to fuck with you. And that's it. What I wanted to, for you to double back on is where you spoke about the example with Cam and Biggie. Did you realize what the issue, not the issue, but why Cam wasn't launching off? Yeah, it was just simply um, Biggie had a Biggie had a a core direction. This is who I am. This is what I'm about. This is and I'm gonna stick to this. I mean, Cam was on a come up in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. If you remember, Cam was on horse and carriage with Mace. Yep. And then you would see him, and he was like, I remember he had schoolboy glasses on, leather jacket, fly nigga. In, a, in, in, in Horse and Carriage with Mason, then you would see him 357 pull it with DMX, and mm. it was a different vibe, vibe and it, was mm. a different, it wasn't really, but when you seen Big, and, and, and no knock to Cam, because Cam built an amazing career for himself. I love that dude, like, like I, I, I am in awe of his business mind and his business sense, the dude is amazing. When you saw Biggie back then, no matter what record he was on, whether it was a Mary J record, or if he was, you know, doing one of his own records, Lil Kim or whatever, he was the same. He was the same dude, and it kind of just translated a little bit different. And then also, what I learned was, if you got three guys that walk in the walk in the door, if you got three girls that walk in the door, right, and all three of them are beautiful, but there's something about one of them that's gonna stand out more mm-hmm. than the other. Don't necessarily have to be the quintessential long mm-hmm. hair or the pretty face or whatever. Is it something about one of these chicks that the way they swag, the way they walk, the way Body that language, just stand yeah. out to you more than everybody else, and then then you you know that's the star of the bunch. Mm-hmm. And that was Biggie. Biggie, out of everybody at the time that was coming up from from the New York area, it was just something about his. His aura, his swag, his his you know his laid back. I got this shit move that just made him stand out more than everybody else, and and that's and that's why he was, you know, why he became the star that he, he became. Yeah, yeah. What what's the most valuable thing that you learned from Chris Lighty? Wow, um, one of the most valuable things I learned from Chris Lighty is to do. Anything you have to do to make a record, go anywhere, don't wait. Like, like, okay, I'll give you a story, right? One time we was driving up the West Side Highway, we was in his Mercedes coupe, picked me up from the office, and we was going to listen to beats from Dame Grease in, in Vacant Lot, right? Vacant Shout out to Dame Grease and him. I'll never forget this story, right? And Master P had this artist signed to No Limit called Skull Duggery. Skullduggery. I think remember, I remember. I remember Skullduggery. Skullduggery. Mm-hmm. So, um, when when driving up, right, and we wanted to manage Skull. We're driving up, right, 
and get a call on Chris's car phone, right? It's like, yo, Skull is on set in a video in LA um, all, all day. If y'all want a meeting with him, just pull up to the video suit. We on 78th, we on 78th Street, West High Highway, going to Harlem. Dame Grease was on 126. He said, yo, he hit, hit Grease and tell him we're going to do this shit on Wednesday. It was Monday. So hit Grease and tell him we're going to do this shit on Wednesday. The nigga pulled off at 96th Street, called, called Karen at the office and was like, yo, book two first class tickets to LA. Right now, the next flight, we're going we gonna to head to Newark. We got to Newark, parked the car in the lot, hopped on a plane. Five and a half hours later, we was on set meeting with Skull Duggery. That's how his mentality wasn't next week, next month. Let's, oh, yeah, let's put this on the books and schedule it. This was, wherever is that right now? Let's go get it. And the way he moved, the way he operated was a right now type of business. Like, yo, we got to do whatever we got to do to make it. There's no, you know, we, we're not, yeah, we're not corporate. We're not like, oh yeah, so let's set up a meeting about the meeting about the meeting. Nah, fuck that. Let's just get on a plane and go do that shit right now. And just witnessing that, just being a part of that was like, yeah, this is how I move. So now, so now, I'm sitting on a video. I'm sitting on a video set a month ago, right? I'm shooting a video for my artist Black Pearl, um, dope ass record called Wannabe. So. The president of the company, Abe, comes up to me and goes, yo, yo, I love what you're doing with Black Pearl, bro. Like, you're getting them on all these stages and everything, everything. Yo, how you feel about Cash Doll? And I was like, I love her. He was like, yo, you want to take a meeting with her? I said, just tell me when and where. It was Saturday. Tuesday, she was my client. Hopped on a plane. As soon as she said, come, hopped on a plane, took her, took her to lunch. Mm-hmm. Walked out of a meeting with a new client because I've been I've been taught to rock like that. Most people want to, oh yeah, so we can set up a meeting for like a couple of weeks and you know let's just figure out a pocket where we can meet and get on a plane and go get that shit done, man. The Do words of Esso, I'm, I'm, I'm about to say that's the music. That's the about to say. <laughs> yep. I feel like what Chris mm-hmm. Chris was a standard at that time. Mm-hmm. Chris was before me, right? So I don't know if that whole mentality carried over because that's what I call music business mentality. Yeah. That's how I function even to this day. Right. I don't think that any one of us that were trying to make it at that time because I came in where, like, I came in after them. They had Foxy. They had mm-hmm. all of that. Like, everybody, when I came in... Everybody was established already. Right. E-Nix wasn't grinding. I was the only person that, that I knew of in that space that didn't have any mentors, that didn't have any mm-hmm. internship, mm-hmm. nothing like that. So when I came in, I had, to, I, I had to look and see how everybody was making it. Because I had a brief stint at fucking Murder, Inc., I saw mm-hmm. how Irv Gotti would do nah, shit. Nah, he was special. And Irv Gotti... This is the one thing. Me and Earth Guy, we don't vibe like that sure. and all that stuff. But as a businessman, as an executive and knowing how to launch records and shit like that, when he was in his groove, he was special. Irv, Irv, Irv is a special, special individual when it comes to this music shit, man, because he was a DJ mm. and he understood music. But he, he, you know, Irv was always like, okay, I was I was a violator, right? 
and this and this is I'm talking 160 Varick Street. Irv, we were all and and to to grow up in 160 Varick Street was a different level of energy. And all these superstars on one floor, and at the time everybody wasn't a superstar, but everybody had the 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 Mystique. budding the budding. Um, personality to become mm. who they became, right? Like you had Tina Davis, you had look. I mean, if you look at everybody where they at right now, you had Tina Davis, Julie Greenwald, Leo Cohen, Chris Lighty, Irv Gotti, Jesus. Mike Kaiser, Todd Mosco, is all these people on, on one, one floor. fucking floor. That was Dev Jam. That was that was one sixty Varick Street, right? And then you always had Jay and Dame and hip hop and G and Lenny S and all these niggas coming through because they was part of Rockefeller, right? So Irv, I remember one time, it was it was it was the first it was Foxy's um, second album, right? And Irv said to me, he said, "Joe E," he said, and this is I, I ain't gonna even hold you. This is way before me like fighting the sign Fifty Cent or whatever. He said, "Joe, you need to um you need to have that executive producer credit by this album, bro." And he came to me and said, "Yo, if you want me to help you fight for it, I help you fight for it." And I looked at them and I was like, yo, you would do, you you kid? He's like, fuck yeah, nigga. Like, you out here running around, you getting beats. Because if you remember, Irv, uh, Irv Gotti and Seven did Hot Spot for me, which is Foxy's first single mm -hmm. off the second album. Yeah. So, yo, you running around, you doing all this shit, you working harder on this album than she is. You need to have this, you need to have executive producer with a triangle next to it. That's going to be big for your career. And if these niggas front of you, come to me and I'm going to. What does I'm, the triangle represent? Platinum. Gotcha. So he said, he said, um, come to me and I'm gonna fight for you. Mm -hmm. Like that meant everything to me, right? We kind of, you know, and he was always cool with me like that. And it, we went left when, you know, fifth, when I, when I wanted to bring fifth to Violator and I did, and it got back to Irv that I was fighting for it. And I was the main person who brought him into the company. Chris told me no twice. Like, nah, I ain't doing that because at the time, Fifth had beef with Murder Inc. and Murder Inc. was at the top of the game. So mm. and Chris Light was them that part of Def Jam too. Y'all was, was at on the 20. time. No, at the time no. we was at at the time we was, was at gone. Sony. We was at we was at Sony. Mm. Um, we was actually through Loud. Okay. So it was like or or, or, or we was at RC. It was um, Steve Rifkin's company, SRC, Columbia, yeah. Violator, right? And so it wasn't it wasn't that I was like trying to have beef with Murder Inc. It was just that I always was a big fan of 50 Cent, way before he even put out Hot Around um, or whatever. Like, we go way, way mm. back. I've just always been a fan of his talent. Like, the nigga could rap. Like, the nigga was dope. He was just, and he used to write for Sweet Tea in the studio all the time. I used mm -hmm. to see him at Jimmy Henchman's studio writing for Sweet Tea. So I was always a fan. He, so when he got hit and he survived it, and everybody was talking about it, and then he had this crazy ass mixtape out. If y'all remember, of course, mm -hmm. I go crazy like, "Yo, Chris, we gotta sign this shit." Like, <laughs> we, the nigga is hot. Like, why would we sign it? Like, he got shot and survived it, so that's his street cred. Yeah, people, that 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 that's the up. business side. Yeah. See, yeah. listen, yeah. Yeah. that Keep was going. that was that was he survived it. That was his stamp. And so I was like, yo, I want, you know, I want, I want to sign. And he was like, yo, nigga, why do you want to go against Irv? And I was like, yo, I have no, no beef with Irv. Irv is my nigga. I fuck with Irv. I fuck with Chris. I fuck with everybody. I just want to sign this nigga. They got, they got to be able to determine their real street beef from this music, music shit. Mm -hmm. mm. And, you know, finally Chris 
after telling me no twice, he decided to... What changed his mind? I wanted to ask The, 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 the mixtape just heated up so hard that... The, yeah. the, like at first, it was when, it came, when it first came out, I mean, you know, I, I'm 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 a hip hop head. I'm a street nigga. When it shit first it, dropped, it I got it first, and I I prided myself on getting every Everything. artist, every beat, every mm -hmm. everything before everybody. First. Because that, that you had to, yo yo, that was our batch of on. I got this shit first. First, yeah. I was like, but but like a self service or any of these niggas, Swiss beats, any of them mm -hmm. running around with a beat. On a tape, you have it. I want to know that I could, Buy I got to crack at it first before anybody else. So I took every meeting, I listened to everything. I was so mm. when, it, when he dropped the, the mixtape, Fifth dropped the mixtape, I was on it before the shit heated up. And I was like, yo, Chris, this shit gonna go crazy, bro. We gotta, we gotta sign this first, no, second, no, third time. He was like, fuck it, we can't, we can't shake it no more. We gotta do it. And I wanted to compete. You gotta remember, Rockefeller had Rockefeller had Jay Z and Bleak Beans. and Beans. Mm -hmm. Murder, Cam. Yeah, Murder Inc. had Murder Inc. had Jai and Shanti. Shanti. And, everybody was pile. I was like, yo, Foxy really wasn't fucking with us like that no more. I created a violated compilation album, but I needed to have an yeah. artist that was attached to me. That was you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that was. That was popping too. I want. I want to. I want to fight. I want to compete too. I want to stick my chest out too. I want to go to club tonight and be like, "Yeah, nigga, what?" Like, because yeah. everybody else is doing everybody it. Everybody else was doing it. Mm -hmm. Yo, that's a fact. So, but it, but it, but it had nothing to do with trying to be no. in that. And 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 it wasn't. It, and the only one that really came to me and respected it was Chris Gotti. I knew he was gonna say yeah. Chris. Chris Gotti said, "Listen, E, I ain't mad at you, bro." And I was like, "I appreciate you saying." He said, "I ain't mad at you because, you know, you was trying to do business." You wasn't trying to put on a bulletproof vest and get in the street with us. You was trying to, you know, you mm. was you was trying to do business. And niggas can't hustle. Knock, and he said, and and now look at this shit. This shit is five, ten times platinum, nigga. That's business. Yeah. You were supposed to do that. And so I ain't got no problem with you now. If you would have jumped in the street with us, and then, th then it would have been different. But you not. What's the difference between? I'm, I, I gotta jump in. Yeah. What's the difference? Because everybody has the, Chris and Irv are tight brothers. Right? Yeah, they're brothers. But they're and they're real brothers. So so that y'all know, mm -hmm. although they look alike, y'all know they're real brothers. Mm -hmm. Why is it? What's the stark difference between them both? Because even through the turmoil yeah. and everything, yeah. people look Can at I, Chris totally different than they look at Irv. I'm gonna let you finish. Irv. I'm gonna say this real quick. Chris Gotti, I've never heard one person say a bad word about him. Because to be totally honest with you, Chris Gotti is a very cool motherfucker. Yeah, bro. Not if you one really, person. If you really, really sit down and you kick it to the nigga, the nigga, yo, the nigga seen me a couple of couple of months ago at a um at a DJ drama release party. Mm. Right, we was down, we was on Twenty Sixth Street or something like that, and the nigga yeah. seen me. Said, yo, E, same night. I saw. I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. He said, he, yeah, he was there. Yeah. He said, yo, he said, yo, E, he said, yo, E, what up, bro? I said, yo, what's up? He said, yo, I got a table over in the corner. Come fuck with me, my nigga. Mm. For no reason, like, and and violator and violator. You know, I'm violator for life. Yeah. No matter what, I don't give a fuck. I, I stamped that shit to this day. I'm violator for life. Violator Murder Inc. never healed that. Drama, like it never healed that beef, but like he is just so such a cool motherfucker. He understand that this shit is business and this shit ain't personal. That he's like, yo, come nigga, come chill with me at the table. It's me and my niggas over there. If you want to come fuck with me, come fuck with me. And I'm walking around with a brand new artist trying to introduce Black Pearl to the whole world. And you know, like I'm about to do a deal. I was about to do at the time about to do a deal with Monarch, and I did it now, and I'm mm -hmm. in it. But 
Like I was trying to walk him around and introduce him to everybody. And he was like, yo, come fuck with me. Because Irv Gotti's just a cool, I mean, Chris is a cool motherfucker. Irv also has the same qualities. Have you ever really, sp Irv is like this though. Irv is like, I'm going to give y'all niggas some, I'm going to be cool with y'all motherfuckers in the beginning. Mm. But the second that I feel you moving funny, he ain't fucking with you. Mm -hmm. And I, you got to respect that, right? Like, and so he didn't know. All he heard was Eric is trying to save 50. Or Eric is, and I don't want to say save because 50 was yeah. fine. Er, Eric is trying to sign 50 to violate it. And when you hear that and you think about it, you'd be like, yo, I'm mad cool with this nigga. Why would this nigga do this, right? Yeah. Knowing that, you know, the shit that we're going through is some real shit. And it wasn't, and, and so everybody don't have the mentality of thinking is just How about business. this? Were you aware of how deep the animosity was between them? Because everybody no, knew. Everybody I mean, knew. everybody okay. knew. Okay, yeah. just there was not the, it was not a secret. Everybody knew from the day that that they was at this summer jam, quote unquote. This is before I even got in the game. This mm. is what I came up to hearing. Mm -hmm. It was at the summer jam, and Fifty tried to say something to Jaru, and Jaru threw his hand up and kept walking. That's the that, that's the that's the quote unquote time where they claim mm -hmm. that the disrespect started. And you asked Jaru, Jaru was like, I was high. I wasn't thinking about nobody else. I threw my hand up, and that's where they claim that the beef initially started from that day. I, I don't really know how it started. I don't know where it stemmed yeah. from. I don't know where, like, cause I'm a Brooklyn nigga. I'm not a Queens nigga. Yeah. So I don't, and and I always remove myself from the street shit because I don't want like if you come in me talking to me about street shit, nigga, I'm an executive now. I'm not in the street. <laughs> I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> nah, you feel me? Like, I'm an executive, nigga. I say the same shit now. I ain't got nothing to do with the street. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a YouTuber. I'm a podcaster. Yeah. We talking about I, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want no drama. I don't want no, nigga, nigga I, I enjoy my whole career moving around by myself. Mm -hmm. Never ever had a problem with nobody. Never had a, no, mm -hmm. no issues with nobody, no nothing. So, you know, when you came to me talking about street shit, yeah, I don't want to hear that. Like, let's talk about this record, though. Yeah. Or we talk about this marketing plan, or we talk about this video, or we talk about this mixtape, or we talk about... But I don't want to hear nothing about, yo, you you, you know, you and this nigga about to go, you know, bang out in the street. Like, nah, I, ain't, I, don't, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to be a part That's of That's interesting, because you, you were with 50, and he loves that shit. Fifth, he loved that talk. Fifth, no, Fifth... Even fifth, though he's fifth, business. Fifth, fifth, to be totally honest with you, Fifth ain't... By any stretch of imagination, a sucker at all. Never. Uh. But Fifth wanted to level up to where he's at. He always had this vision mm -hmm. of leveling up to be where he's at right now. He wasn't really particularly looking for the street shit, but he also didn't want to be punked or be sunned either. Mm -hmm. So, and I, and I think that was the staunch difference between the two is that, yeah, nah, like I ain't nobody's son. Fifth, Fifth always looked at himself as a boss. Mm -hmm. And as you can see now, he's a big ass boss. Mm -hmm. And so when you got two personalities who are bosses, Irv, Fifth, you know that's gonna bound the clash. They from the same part of town or whatever. That's they, they, they gonna is it bound to crash or whatever. And I'm just happy that real talk. I'm just happy that nobody lost their life. If they don't fuck with each other. They probably will never fuck with each other. Mm -hmm. But I'm just happy that in that particular beef. Nobody actually lost a like. Well, I don't think they did. Like lost a. I don't. I don't know. I stay out of the street shit. But whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That we know because yeah. um, Chris Lighty's effect was really. I saw something happen where when he passed away, 
I was at the um, This Is 50 office, and I remember Fifth sending some of his family members and some of the people in his staff to go to his house to make sure everything was settled the right way. Yeah. He didn't want no crazy stories leaking. And yeah. he, he's like, make sure Chris is good. Yeah. We don't want people remixing the story. Yeah. And I, I just, it just, it was a testament yeah. to Chris Lighty, who he is as a person, man. Yeah. yeah, nah, like Chris was, you know, Chris took care of a lot of people, yeah. bro. Like Chris, Chris did so much good shit for people and, you know, Chris, you know, I I, you know, I can only tell stories, right? So I remember mm. before I even started working at Violator, he mentioned Cancun, right? Mm-hmm. So remember one year, uh, me and all my boys was trying to go to Cancun. Yeah. I have no money. I have goals. I was dead pop, right? I was trying to get in. I ain't have no money, I have no job. I was, I'm keeping I'm keep no, no, like, no, sure. I was dead pop when I first started. I was, I, was, I, was, I was trying to get in. And I went to the nigga and I was like, yo, yo, Chris, yo, you know I got this beat that I'm doing for Fox, whatever. Oh, yo, long, no, it wasn't even Fox. It was like somebody else because it was probably the Fox again. So I said, yo, yo, loan me $1,500, go to Cancun, hang out with people and just chill, right? And the nigga, I remember, he said, yo, go to John Manili's office. Got to John Manili's office. John had a check for $4,000. And the note said, in the note or the envelope, it said, you can't enjoy yourself in Cancun with $1,500. And I didn't even ask for that. And I didn't even work for him at the time. I remember I had me and Nori was the first two people in Manhattan with the convertible Lexus coupe, the SC430 I remember coupe, that. right? The hard top, right? Me and him was the first two people. And when, like, I had accumulated, I used to just park any fucking way. Like, yeah, there's leadership there. I'm going, going to this event. This, I, <laughs> yo, nigga, I used to <laughs> That's park. That's Brooklyn. Yo, nigga, I used That's to park Brooklyn, everywhere. Yeah, That's the Brooklyn you know, well, I remember the sheriff pulled up on me at the hit factory. I was outside the hit factory. <laughs> I, was, I, I was parked in front of the hit factory. I was upstairs making a record. I don't know if I was doing LL, Fox. I don't know what I was doing. And the sheriff pulled up on me, ready to tow my shit. Like, yo, you got 16, you owe $1,600. Now you got to get them cash right there. Yeah, yeah. that's just how I told you yeah, when, when yeah, Rockwild yeah. had to pay the lady. Either, Go on. Either you got to give them $1,600. Or they put your shit on the flat. Cash right there, or they flat bedding your shit, and you got to go pay mad fees and storage yeah, all, fees. all that bullshit. $1,600 turns into damn near $3,000. I ain't, I ain't had six. I had like three, $400 on me at the time, right? Yeah, I called Chris. Said, "Yo, I'm in trouble, bro." He's like, "What happened?" Nigga? He's like, "Yo, what happened, bro?" He's like, "I was like, yo, sheriff pulled up on me trying to tow my shit. I need, I need thirteen hundred dollars." He's like, "Where you at?" I was like, "Excuse me." I said, "Right in front of, right in front of the hit factory." Nigga said, "All right, I'll be right there." I told the sheriff, "I said, yo, can you give me like ten minutes before y'all pull off, like with my shit, because you know my 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 boss is coming, give me the money." Nigga pulled up. Right in front of the motherfucking hit factory. Boom, 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 boom. Counted count it out to 1600 Keep the 3E. Counted out to 1600 Gave it to him. I went to the office the next day like, yo, here go the money back. Nigga, come on, man. Like, he wouldn't take it back. That was how he, you know, treated people. Mm. Like, he looked out for so many people, and it was nothing. Like, and for me... The way he took me under his wing, the way he um, 
just rode from you know rode for me and, and educated me in this music business like I always have to to celebrate him and rep him and you know like it, it, like they just don't really make execs like that no more like like he's just a different type of person so everybody out there who who got people you mentoring treat them like Chris treated me because that was some real dope shit. Word. What's the money commandment that you live by to keep money in your pocket? Don't get caught without a chair when the music stops. <laughs> so what does that mean in layman terms for these people? Because they not Don't get understand. caught without a chair when the music stops. You ever play musical chairs? Mm -hmm. And mm. you get caught without a chair when the music stops, you're out the game. That means you got no backup plan. Yeah. So I, you know, I just don't get caught without a chair when the music stops. Like, that's just my, that's my slogan. If you go on all my social media pages, that's my, don't get caught without a chair when the music stops because, you know, you got to always, while this shit is good, you got to always be thinking about the next shit. If you just so relished in what's happening right now, you thinking this shit ain't going to ever stop. And for me, this shit is a constant change. Especially, you know, me and him was talking about this before we started, especially when you're managing or you're representing people, it's a difference when you represent products. When you represent people, People flip up on you, and that shit can change on you. And so, you know, you got to always be thinking of your next move while this one is still right. And that's how you don't get caught without a chair when the music stops. What's your relationship like with Nori? It seems like y'all got a lot of history. Nori is violated for life. Nori's my brother. You know, Nori, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, you know, I gotta be honest with you, man. I lived a very blessed music career. Mm. Like, because I have really deep relationships with some big motherfuckers. Like Buster Rhymes is my brother, right? Like we, like we, like you could stop making music tomorrow. Me and that nigga gonna always be like, yo, Nick's, what you doing, nigga? Yo, come <laughs> fuck with me, nigga. You know what I'm saying? He that, like, <laughs> that's how he's talking. He, that's where you at, right? Yeah. You know, I'm in LA three days ago, just out of the blue. This nigga LL hit me like, yo. Heard you in LA. Yeah. Yo, Mr. Chalice tonight, eight o'clock. This is LO Cool J. Nigga, this is not, you know what I'm saying? This is not any, you know, these mm -hmm. are, you know, I've, you know, Noriega, no executives did drink champs except for like Lior and Kevin and. Yeah, it ain't too many. Nigga was like, yo, E, James, y'all niggas. Like, that's my, you know, that's my brother. That shit, that shit was a blessing. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a blessing. That that you know that platform is huge. Nigga, yeah, nigga, come through, fuck with me. Yeah, I, I lived a very blessed life, man, in this music shit, and I've been very, very fortunate to be able to call Q-Tip and be like, "Yo, I'm around the corner. I'm pull, I'm pull up at your crib." And like, All right, bet. Like, listen to a whole project of shit that he's doing. Like, just sit there. Yo, you want to order some food? Like, just on some random shit. Yeah. Like that's. That's not like that's not normal. That's not yeah. normal. Yeah, and I and I recognize the blessing, and and I count my blessings every day for that. And I'm you know I I'm humble when it comes to that because I know that that shit is not like everybody. And I know that now the way the game is now, I think it's, it's, this shit don't exist like that no more. Why does it? Why you think it don't exist? The camaraderie, the friendship. I just think it's a, a different mentality. I think that you know, the game has always been, um, do for yourself. Yeah. But now it's just so nasty. Now it's like, you know, I don't give a f Like, everybody be like, oh, yeah, that's my friend. Nah, they don't have that. So, mm. yeah.
you know, the game is just a little bit different now. And, and, and it's not to, I don't, I don't want to seem like I'm shitting on any of the current executives because there's some great executives out there. Like, I'm really proud of Brooklyn Johnny and what he's doing. Like, I love what, um, you know, and Lenny S comes from, Lenny S comes from my era and our era. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what Lenny's doing and every, you know, like all these, all, you know, my man Walter Jones at Sony ATV. Like, I, I love what Walt's doing, and, uh, you know, Omar Grant and mm -hmm. all these, all these dudes. Like, you know, the game is, you know, Nice. But just, they're different type of executives. Yeah. In what way? Let me just say that. Mm -hmm. Because I know Walter since he was at ASCAP. Huh? You know, I know Omar, no Lenny. O o Omar is more of my time. Mm -hmm. um, Lenny was even a little bit before me, too. You know what I'm saying? But they're different type of execs. Like, they were not like, for instance, how I was when I was younger. You feel what I'm saying? When I was working with. Corey Rooney, you have, I, I was just a different, it was a different type of time. Mm. That exec that they are right now is good for this time, right? Mm. But, for, but for me, the old time, it was, totally, it was totally different because the older time, it was more freedom. It's like what he was saying. It was more enjoyment in the game. They invested into enjoyment, right? Yeah. So some executives couldn't just be in the office. You can be in the office right now and you could thrive. But the executive back then that was in the office like E. e Nix, he was outside. That was the gift. But, you know, to their credit, though, mm -hmm. you know, they just, you know, Sean Holiday, all Tubby. of Tubby, mm -hmm. all, the, these guys seamlessly transitioned. They thrived in our space, you know, and they mm -hmm. did their thing in our mm -hmm. space. But, and, you know, Walter was on a come up then and, you know, Lenny was doing his thing at Rockefeller and whatever, whatever. But you know they they seamlessly changed and and adapted to today's culture and mm. that you gotta respect them for. Like, no, gotta, I'm not. You know, I'm yeah. not. No, I told I totally respect them. But I'm I'm going back to the different time or how the industry to me when we first said it was more exciting, right? Those 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 are the type of executives now that the powers that be they love those, right? They love those. We had some of those. Right, but we had the ones that they didn't love too that they had to hire, mm -hmm. and those is the ones that was that, that was moving and shaking the planet, nigga. That that's just what it was. The motherfucker, who, damn, I don't want E Nix up in this motherfucker, but he got the post right now. And when E Nix comes in here, it's party time. He does his business totally different. Uh -huh. It's champagne in this motherfucker. You like it. We think about Earth. Think about when I was at Murder Inc., nigga. Mm -hmm. Murder Inc. was not an executive. You did not want Murder Inc. niggas in the building. <laughs> he knows that. Yeah, nah. They moved us from every floor, nigga. Yeah. The police was coming, like, yeah. kick these niggas out. We smoking weed in a corporate but building. Set, but that shit was so dope, though. Because, <laughs> because nah, that shit was so dope. I'm going to keep it real with you because it just set the tone. It was like, hip hop. The, the, yo, the nigga, I, I, go back to Irv Gotti. Nigga, Irv Gotti used to say, yo, E. You gotta always keep the energy in your office. Yeah. Always gotta have this shit in your office. Like you wanna be like you IBM, nigga. If you like you IBM, you got popping. <laughs> Thank you. This is what I'm saying. But the I, but the IBM nigga is thriving right now, and I'm not mad at them. Well, it's only because you can still function and not leave your office because we got Zoom and yeah. Instagram yeah. and all. This. Listen, you can go to a party. You can go to a party and stay on your couch. Through for because of Instagram. No, yo, listen, that's look, crazy. Hold on, yeah, okay, break that down. You could be mm -hmm. at an entire event on in LA. You could be at an entire event in LA, 
and sitting at your in your crib in motherfucking Alpine, New Jersey on the couch. Yo, that's great, right? No, great. Let's do it. But that's what's making it trash. It's that's what's making it not fun, it, it, not that, trash. That's what well, it's not, not fun. It's nah, trash. Nah, 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 and I understand where he, he's coming from. I'm not saying that the niggas that's IBMing is trash. I'm not saying that, okay? But you are. So, though. no, I'm not. No, I'm not saying that. That's, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that's all we have right now, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And the, in the other way, I just call niggas randomly. This is dope. Let me just say this shit. I call niggas randomly. We was coming from a party. I called Clue. I called Cosmic Kev. I called K Mac, who's out there, and I called somebody and I said, yo. You called your wife. Yeah, too. I called my wife. I said, yo. I called my wife. This how I said, yo, babe. I just went to an industry party and it was no fucking thoughts in there. I'm telling this to my <laughs> wife. It's no thoughts in here. The vibe in this shit is trash. I called Clue. Yo, I'm around this shit. It's trash, right? Yeah, it's trash. I called K Mac. I called Jim Jones. Nah, because yo, because nah, because listen, listen, <laughs> listen. I understand what you. I understand. Mm -hmm. The industry don't have to network that way no more. That's mm -hmm. why. Hold on. It's just again. I understand what I'm saying to you is not trash. It's just it's just a different, and it's not fun because we don't have to come outside. Think about how you, you hit me on Instagram. Yo, E, pull up one o'clock. I bet, right? Like. There's no outside. There, there's not really a, a need or necessary to be outside anymore, right? Like you can, you can literally see where somebody's at, right? Like, like people can see. Oh, e, you in LA? You know how I many people was like, yo, you in LA? You ain't hit me. I was in LA all last week. Week before that, I was in Miami all week. Yo, you here? You here? You didn't say nothing. How they know? But we because we don't have to go outside. But we do. You know why, E? Why? Because they found out late you was gone. No. They found out. They but, needed but to know when this? you was There's there. There's nowhere to go. What I'm saying that's to you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, go ahead. You're making my point, but you said there's nowhere to go. What do you explain it? So, okay, again, mm -hmm. we was forced to congregate. Yeah. Right? We like okay. That was the meeting ground. Let, let's 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 take away the music business. Take, let's go back to when we was kids. That's right? what I was about to say. We used to, we used to have to go play Skelly. We used to have to go play Coco Livio and shit like that. We used to have to do that to entertain it. We used to have to play basketball and baseball on, a, on our blocks and flip on dirty mattresses mm. and shit like that when we came from the hood. We was fourth. That was our entertainment. Mm -hmm. Now it's, nigga, I'm on a game playing Madden at 2K. That's I'm it. in Instagram. I'm on fucking, uh, what's the shit that niggas is making mad money from? Twitch. With the, Twitch. Mm -hmm. I, that's the, they don't have to come outside no more. Yo, okay. so think Look, about this. How to play video games, you had to go to the arcade. And if you was too nice, you had to deal with a nigga. You know how many times, I met Mark Pitt. I met Mark Pitts in a, when I was a kid. Mm. I met Mark Pitts in a bowling alley in Flatbush. And the reason why me and the nigga met was because I was turning over the Pac-Man game. I kept turning. He was like, yo, how the fuck you so nice in this shit? And I'm sitting there for like hours playing this shit in the crowd around me yep. watching me play this I shit. It was like, like that, that that's don't exist no I, more. Yo, I took, yo, I I'm 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 with y'all, right? But when we flip it over to music, uh -huh. right? Yeah. The power of collaboration is still what makes the good projects and the good music go. Mm -hmm. So I cannot be the, down is not a, a not a thing anymore. Why? Because people don't have to do it. 
Revolt was. People don't. And, and and, how, and how many times you've been to Revolt concert? It got how many times? Two, three times. I've been once. It got, it got, it got, <laughs> yo, it got whack. It got, but you know why it got whack? Because the thoughts invaded it, and it made it about the parties and not what the function That's was. That's the game now. But the game now is the one is the one oak culture. It's yep. the one oak culture the where everybody everybody's going, and the models and 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 the Instagram models is pulling up. And when they pull up in a in a in a, in a room, now every nigga is different. Mm-hmm. Every yo, listen. They used to be the pain thoughts, though. E, we had them too. They wasn't yeah, but we wasn't, models. Yeah, but we, but we never, but we never changed though. We was there for a different. Yeah, we agenda. didn't change. They was a. We was, part there, of the, we was there was for a different of... agenda. Yeah. I was there to get money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was there to meet. Like, believe it or not, yeah, it's bad bitches or whatever. But I'm here. I'm on Focus my paper on grind. grind. I'm yeah. on the, I, like we was focused on Executive, climbing. Yes, we was climbing. Definitely, we was focused on building our name. Yes, definitely. Right? St- Steve Styles said to me, Eric, you can't be in the music business. You got to be in the Eric Nix business. Right? Th- these are these is these is jewels that yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I got from my 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 mentors. Yeah. You can't be in the music business. You got to be in the Eric Nix business. Okay, so my thing was I got to hit the street. And everywhere I go and everywhere I'm doing, I got to represent me and I got to further my name every single day. Mm-hmm. Like my job was to further my name. My job was to be next to the 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 the, the heat yeah. and try to and try to further further my name and further my and to the point where it got every time you heard on the DJ Clue tape, it was shout out to Chris Lighty and Eric Nick. Mm-hmm. Every it wasn't no longer yo shout out Chris Lighty Violator. It was shout out Chris Lighty Nick's Violator. Mm, you feel me? That's marketing. You, you I had to get my name out there. Yeah, yeah. I had to get had I had to so so how had niggas to, getting their name out there through through the social media you you saying now yeah. they they not mixing and merging niggas is outside e niggas is outside we all, we niggas older, is niggas out, gotta niggas, go outside niggas is coming out niggas is coming outside with believe it or not if you if you pay attention dog mm. <laughs> pay attention dog oh shit it's the Instagram models bro it's the, it's the IG models bro think about it. Think about it. I, I can't, I don't want to go any deeper because I can start naming <laughs> names and then become disrespectful and I don't want to do that. But yeah, nah. It's but just why they coming outside? It's a different energy now. Now yeah. it's about, like, you got a culture, you got a whole culture now yeah. of, of women who, if you can't hold me down, if you can't support me, I'm not fucking with you. Yeah. Right? Like now, like it's not no longer, yo, I like you because I like you and then let's build together. Nah, it's over. Now it's like, do you got it? Oh, you don't got it? Do you got it? Oh, you don't got it's it? Over. Do you got it? Okay, you got it? All right, cool, I'm fucking with you. And it could be, you could be a 400 pound nigga or you could be a fly, whatever. A fly nigga. And you know what's crazy? But do you got it? Do you it's, got it? It's getting to the point, what, in about two or three years, all these girls saying six figures, 100K is going to mean nothing. That's gonna be the new fifty grand. They're it's, gonna, it's thirty-six grand in New York City right now. Yeah, but I'm saying, but the, the sheer <laughs> right number now. of it, it's gonna be like you need two hundred k. It's gonna take about you got You got three to five years. You gotta have two hundred. Enix, right you now. just rolled your eyes. Nah, because you need that now. Like that's, that's what, what I'm saying. But that's what I'm talking. We need know it. Now. But I'm talking about a hundred thousand yeah. dollars in New York City is equivalent to thirty-six thousand. Can't live off of that. Hmm? You can't. Not 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 in, not not, <laughs> not, in, in not in support. Of of a fly chick the way she want to be supported. No, there you go. You can't. How, how would you market a new artist today? Like, um, because he so, said the TikTok. So, so, so let me. So, um, yeah. so, so I have a new artist, right? His name is Black Pearl, right? And 
when I signed when I signed him, like he just had a fucking monster record. Like super talented, could sing, mm. do all this shit, but he just had a he had the record, right? And normally, like we live in a day and age where now we don't fuck with shit unless you got the analytics, unless you figured yeah. out the social media game and the TikTok game, whatever. I'm I don't give a fuck how far the game go. I'm never gonna strictly just be analytics. I gotta love the music. I gotta believe in the music. I gotta do all that shit, right? If I don't believe in it, I ain't fucking with it. I don't care. Like, I don't give a fuck if you got 10 million followers. I don't give a fuck what you doing. Mm -hmm. I may get a quick buck with you, but I'm not, my heart ain't gonna be in it if I don't believe in the music. And, and then you gotta, you gotta accept the game, man. The game is you gotta figure out the, 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 the social media game. You gotta figure out TikTok. You gotta figure out Instagram. You gotta figure out how to move the needle over there. You gotta figure out how to get the records to stream. You gotta figure out how to get the young kids into it because the young kids is dictating what is streaming on the streaming services. If you fuck with the older people, the older people don't really necessarily pay attention to the streams as much as, or don't stream music as much as the young kids do. So mm -hmm. that's what you gotta do. And um, yeah, and and once the record gets to a point where you've you've gotten it to the fans. And I think today's game, when it comes to that, actually favors the independent art, artists more than it, the- Blind artists? Yeah, mm. because you can, you can, you don't have to go through the gatekeepers, right? The one thing I'm gonna tell you about the DJs though, the DJs is fucking up. And I, I went to the Heavy Hitters um, conference and it was a big thing. The DJs is fucking up because they're letting TikTok Dictate was hot. Dictate was hot to them. Yeah. Before it used to be the DJs to be like, yo, nigga, this is hot. I said this two years so, ago. So, TikTok's so, in your so, radio. So peep, so peep this, right? So peep this. If you a DJ and you're and you're waiting for a record to start buzzing on TikTok before you start playing it, here's the problem: the record record companies are saying, so why the fuck am I spending money at with the DJs? Why am I spending money at a heavy hitters conference? No disrespect to the heavy hitters. Yeah, yeah, we just why am I why, why am I spending money if we if they're waiting for TikTok? Why, why am I spending spend my money, money at TikTok? TikTok? <laughs> That's where it's at. Boom. Bag fuel. Enix. Yeah. Violator Records. Shout out to Chris Lighty. I really appreciate you dropped mad jewels in on a people. short amount of this time. Is, this is this is one of the ones that we definitely need a part two one. And I'm gonna tell you why. Nah, because we didn't even get into the story, my story. But that's nah. I'm happy to be here. I'm, no, no, you coming be, back? Because anytime y'all want me, my come brother's back. gonna be tight. Cause because he's like, you got another executive? Yeah, because we don't have because we're what we're, we're. Let me not say what we're. What's what's being led into is people are talking about business, and now they also want to be able to tell their story mm -hmm. as well. Remember when I just came in here, I said, we got to start giving people more time now yeah. because at a certain point, they're ready to start talking their yeah. thing beyond the business. When people were just coming on to shed light on business now, now it's taking on a whole nother life of itself. Yeah. I, I, I got an idea for, for a show. Let's go. I think we can do something. <laughs> but yo, E, real talk, yo, we got to have you so back. Like, 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 like real talk, but, th but, but this ain't talk. We need Big to do, Brooklyn. and I'm going to run it past them. I, I feel yeah. like that we need to do a part two faster than longer because we don't have, we've never had a guest on like back to back or stuff like that. But in this instance, it's so many more business jewels that I know that you have. Mm. That we're getting your relationships yeah. with Chris, the things that you're doing now. Mm. 
stuff like that, that we didn't get a chance to yeah. show how people evolve from the business. Because yeah. they, they see me, oh, I, I used to manage, and I told a story how mm -hmm. he put me on the YouTube, mm -hmm. but I don't talk about the evolution, how the I was at a, a clothing company. Because yeah. yeah. I always tell people, the music business, being a manager, and being in this business teaches you about every single business yeah. in the world because everybody's attracted to music, all the brands, mm -hmm. all the businesses, all the races, creeds, and colors. So and you our get culture, exposed to and our, you know, it's so funny too, and, and we can end it here, but you know, our culture runs everything. The urban hip hop culture runs everything. I tell, I, I have a friend who um, is a contributor on CNN, mm. and, and, and I try to tell her, I was like, you know, you know if you kind of like to switch your focus to gear towards urban young black people, you will become mad cool and your platform and you'll be in demand. Why you'll be in demand? Because young black people can turn an election. Young black people determine what's cool in this country, mm -hmm. right? Because all the, all the white kids on TikTok doing our dances. All the, tic, all the kids on TikTok want to dance like the young black kids. Mm -hmm. Right. If you if you start to see even a lot of the white girls, they want to be Instagram models like the black chicks. Right. Everything yep. is about our culture and our culture drives so much cool shit. Like if, if, it if it's an urban culture, it's because it's cool. Right. The way you wear a hat, the, our clothes, everything is cool. We make shit cool. Once shit is cool, it, it, it moves the needle. It, tra yeah, it, it transcends. The right. So if you make. So I told us if you make voting, if you. If make you, voting cool. If you make voting cool, think about what we do. We control it. We can control it. Remember Diddy, vote or die? Yeah. And he got, got people he to got, the polls. You got to make it cool. Black people, urban culture, we just got to learn our value and set a standard yeah. in our mm. culture. Yeah. That's what's missing. Yeah. Bag few. Like, subscribe. Super thanks. Do all that fly stuff. But more importantly, hit that bell and share the content. At Eric Nix. E R I C N I C K S on Instagram. Follow that man. Enlighten your life. We out of here. Part two coming soon. Peace.